0: as a review here, we've been talking about foundations. What you believe matters here. So uh, as we've been talking about foundations, uh, here are some of our main points. God's will for us is a restored relationship with him. We talked about uh, how our relationship with God, we were made for relationship with him. But when sin entered this world, we were separated uh, from from a holy God. But uh, that God loved us so much, he actively pursued us Uh, and loved us so much while we were still sinners that he sent his son Jesus to come to this earth. So the Son of God came to this earth, all right, uh, as a baby. uh, We celebrate that at Christmas, all right, and uh, became man, fully God, fully man, um, and he lived a sinless life on this earth um, and died a sacrificial death on the cross for us, um, paying the price for our sin, taking our punishment on himself um, so that we could be, uh, restored in our relationship with uh, with God, His Father. So, uh, and then uh, we talked about God's ways of working here through the Bible, through prayer. We can communicate with God. We hear uh, his, his how He feels about us. We hear about His plan uh, through His Word. Uh, through prayer, uh, we talk to Him. He comforts us. He guides us. Um, and uh, then through the local church, through teaching and through community. Uh, of the local church and youth group here we grow closer to one another and ultimately closer to him through circumstances uh, that we face uh, we'll face hard times and trials uh, but he promises that he never will leave us or forsake us he's there for us and he left the holy spirit for us as a comforter as a guide as a teacher okay and um, then uh, ultimately through our relationship with jesus christ uh, we can have a relationship with god and that's what he wants from Revelation 3:20, and we see that from the beginning of the Bible, uh, Genesis 1:1, He made a, uh, made us for relationship, all the way to the last book of the Bible, Revelation. That story uh, is it's woven all through Scripture. Every all 66 books of the Bible there uh, tell that story to us. So that's a, a quick review here. Um, and uh, tonight we're jumping uh, right in uh, to uh, to our topic here with a game here. So I need uh, three volunteers, doesn't matter what teams uh, you're from, and uh, you're going to be doing a little bit of drawing possibly here, okay? Uh, So a little bit of drawing, all right? Uh, Let's see here, and the red shirt over here, come on up, all right? And uh, right here in the front, you can take this whiteboard, you can pick, all right, I'll let you... Uh, Well, you'll get to choose the marker maybe when I tell you what you're drawing, all right? And uh, Brandan, come on up here, Brandan, all right? Uh, So, um, you all can come up kind of in the the front here behind that table, all right? And uh, I'm going to give you one word, and you have a minute to draw the best picture that you can to describe uh, that one word here, okay? That one word, all right? And... uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this off. I don't know if it's supposed to be. <laughs> Ready, stat go. You have one minute here. One minute here. Yeah, yeah. Up a key. I don't know if that song's a minute long. I'm not sure it's a minute long. I don't know how long they get on Jeopardy, but we're at 28 seconds here. So... These are nice these are some nice drawings the way they're shaping up, I can tell. That's <laughs> very interesting here. Yeah. I see you chose interestingly the, the color you chose here, all right. Ten seconds left here to put your finishing touches on it. Maybe a little pizzazz, maybe maybe a little pizzazz in there, uh Brandon. What do you think? <laughs> all right, time is up. You can put your markers there, all right. And uh I I whispered the word but it was also up on the screen there the one word all right was satan all right uh so if you're if you're new to youth group here all right there's a reason for that okay uh so uh hold up your picture here show them off here let's see what we got hold them up nice and high all right like uh okay we, what do we got here we got a pitchfork all right a little gravestone and uh is uh, the i uh, those are sharp teeth scary teeth some horns or, or maybe a mustache. Is that a mustache? Satan have a mustache there? All right. Uh, so a little like Jack from uh, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, right? A little bit. The tail with the, the, the point on the tail. Pitchfork as well. And uh, those the bat ears there. Yes. Yeah, I like it. So very good. And stick Satan here. Good. Pitchfork. Yep. The crooked smile there. All right. Good. And fire, he said. All right. All right. Good job. All right. Uh, give them a hand here. Great job. I'll take these. I'll take these. Thank you. Okay. We saw some common themes there, right? All right. Uh, so saw some common themes. What did we see in some of those pictures? Horns. Yeah. Pitchfork. What else? Red. All right. They got to choose the color. A couple of pointy ears. Right? Good. All right. Yeah, claws, fire, that's yeah. So all right. So the yeah, yeah, furrowed brow. The furrowed brow, that's a telltale sign, right? So, all right. Anyway. Um so uh for many of us, uh we probably have, you know, that picture in our mind though. Like a lot of our exposure, um, you know, especially growing up, uh might be from like cartoons, all right. You might see like, you know, the angel on one shoulder, right, and the devil on the other, and it's you know. Like the, you know, the red leotard with the, you know, with the pitchfork and the, you know, all that stuff. So, um, and uh, tail, hooves, crooked smile, all that stuff, maybe. There's even a TV show, apparently, Nick, you know, uh, with, you know, mentioned, I've not seen it here, but a TV show called Lucifer that's centered around the devil helping solve crime, apparently. Crime-fighting uh, devil, or there are uh, wearing fancy suits, he's crafty, looking to make a deal, all right? So wheeling and dealing kind of thing, um, and uh, so, people's beliefs concerning Satan range a lot of times from uh, those silly kind of images uh, to the abstract, from a little red guy with horns who sits on your shoulder urging you to sin uh, to an expression used, uh, you know, for the, to, to describe the personification of evil even, just uh, this, this is evil, Satan is what uh, darkness or evil is, so... Uh, the question tonight is, are those images that we have, uh, or that most people think of, or even as we drew here, are these biblically accurate? And tonight, we're going to find out, and tonight, the question we're going to look at is, who is Satan? So, then, one week that Nick is sick, he's like, <laughs> it's the Satan week, all uh, right? So, um, but, yeah. I'll have to talk to Tim about, you know, uh, Tim, Tim Shearer was upset when he got circumcision week, uh, you know, and <laughs> sure. so I don't know which is worse. So, all right, anyway, uh, to understand who Satan is and what his desires are, we need to start at the beginning again. So, uh, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. Uh, Abby will bring uh, some Bibles uh, around to you. If you don't have one, just put your hand up, it's all right, we'll get you one, okay? And we're going to start in the beginning in Genesis 1-1, all right? Uh, so that should be easy for you to find towards the beginning of the Bible there, uh, Genesis one one, after like this table of contents and prologue and other stuff there. so all right. <laughs> oh, Genesis right. <laughs> one one. I thought you were messing with me. <laughs> all right, so somebody uh, read Genesis. Chapter 1, verse 1 for us. Who would like to read that? Benjamin, go ahead. All right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Why would we bring that up as the first uh, verse when we're talking about uh, who is Satan according to Scripture? Well, we see that God created the heavens and the earth. God created the universe and everything in it, uh, and including everything in heaven as well, which includes also angels. Um, so we're starting there. God created angels. Now, again, why would we say that? Well, we're going to turn over to Ezekiel chapter 28. So Ezekiel is an Old Testament uh, book here. They're going to—it's uh, after Psalms and Proverbs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, okay, uh, Lamentations, and then you'll find Ezekiel. It's before like Daniel, Hosea, um, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. If you come to any of those, you've gone too far. So it's right in in the, the midst of those Ezekiel all right and uh man if Nick was here he'd be all excited about Ezekiel bread too he'd be talking about that's like his big thing uh Ezekiel bread and honey so uh Ezekiel chapter 28 is what we're looking at though uh verses 12 uh to 14 and if you uh if you can't find it there as well uh you'll see it up here so um Ezekiel twelve uh, or 28, 12 to 14. Can somebody read this for us and do your best with uh, some of the precious stones here? All right. Um, right there. Is that Brady? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, he looks like Brady. Uh, so, yeah, you can read that for us, friend. Uh, Aiden, right? Uh, Aiden, uh, you can read that for us. Okay, uh, so we just passed Valentine's Day. All these precious stones. Anybody get carbuncle for their Valentine? Uh, no, just me. All right, cool. Uh, good, good talk. All right, so. Uh, but uh, so uh, remember, we just read. So as as we read scripture, um, we uh, you know uh, we always start uh, with context. Uh, so um, and and when we're talking about context, uh, what's our what's our Bible study method that Nick taught us? Oh yeah, right He's got to say it like that for him so uh we do some quick soya here so uh the author here is ezekiel all right he was a prophet um so a messenger of the lord uh the word of the lord came to ezekiel and he began to prophesy specifically uh to the prince of tyre now uh uh that's not yeah uh tyre uh here we're talking about is a great commercial city here north of israel all right so Chapters 26 and 27 of of Ezekiel, they address the people and the city of Tyre. But in this chapter, uh, Ezekiel's talking to the leader of Tyre here. All right? Uh, So he's addressing the leader of Tyre. And what's important to know uh, is that he's addressing the leader of the city specifically as a man, but also as a representation of the overall leadership of the city. So. the man, as well as the spirit of his leadership. So, a lot of times you'll see prophecy uh, in the Old Testament uh, that's for near and far, but also sometimes it's for a specific person, but also uh, a specific idea here. And so, it's the spirit of, of uh, this man's leadership. So, verses 1 to 10 address the prince specifically as a man, but in verse 11, Ezekiel addresses the spirit of the leadership of this prince, and specifically the spirit of the world, Satan, here, who is clearly influencing uh, and leading this prince. Now, um, in verse 11, uh, Ezekiel addressed the power behind the prince of Tyre, the true king of, of Tyre, uh, who was Satan himself, the great adversary okay, of God and of man or humanity there, so uh, which is why in verse twelve we see God speaking through Ezekiel addressing the and it's a small k king uh, over this earthly world, and that's uh, that's Satan here is who's being addressed. So based on verses twelve to fourteen as we look into this uh, verses twelve to fourteen, uh, what are some observations that we see about Satan here? All right, looking back in your Bible there we're gonna we're we're uh, now just. These are not trick questions here, but verses 12 uh, to 14, what are some observations that you see uh, regarding uh, Satan here or or who's being uh, talked about? Yes. Okay, wise and beautiful, full of wisdom, beauty, all right? So far, not really what we, uh, (laughs) right? So uh, what else? Yeah, covered in precious stones there, okay, or adorned with precious stones, what else? What else do you see? Look at verses 12 to 14. Yes. Okay. Uh, gold, jewelry, wealth. All right. Signifying wealth there. What else? Yep. Okay. A signet of perfection or a model of perfection here. Okay. Beauty. Um, what else about his? Yes. Okay, anointed, chosen, placed, uh, an anointed cherub or angel, it says, all right, a privileged angelic being surrounding the throne of God, and he was placed, given access to special and high places, had a great privilege and had a great position, a high position with God. Um, we should also, it's worth noting that he was created. That's a big deal, uh, that he was created. Um, highlight this, star this, circle this, if you write in your Bibles, all that, uh, that Satan was made or created. So this is who Satan was, all right? And so the, the idea, a lot of times we have, you know, people are like, you know, this devil, pitchfork, horns, all this, or sometimes too, like really, like ugly, scary, uh, you know, kind of thing in, in movies and things like that. All right, so far, what we're seeing right here. All right, model of perfection, full of wisdom, definition of beauty, present in the garden, the garden of Eden. So at the beginning of, of uh, creation there, adorned with precious stones, uh, an anointed angel, privileged, high position, all of this we're seeing. What happened? Uh, let's look at verses 15 to 17 uh, and, uh, and to see what happened here. Does anyone want to read Verses 15 to 17, if we have it, I don't know if it's up on the screen or in your uh, Bibles. There we go, yep. So somebody read 15 to 17 for us. Bronwyn? Okay, so what happened here? We have uh again, this long list, perfection, beauty, uh jewels, high position, okay, but according to these verses, what happened? What do we see? Yep right yep. Too vain, abuse of power, pride, corruption. Okay, and then as a result, uh what was the result of what was the result of these things here? What do we see? At the end of verse seventeen and even part of uh sixteen there. What was the result of this, Jason? Right. Cast out, uh, exposed before kings, cast to the ground. So uh, he was blameless from when he was created. So righteousness was found uh, or uh, until unrighteousness was found in him. All right. Uh, In the abundance of your trade, it says here, or uh, you were filled with violence. Verse 16. uh, And you sinned. Um, And so um, in verse 17, your heart was proud all right Um, at some point evil was found in him and where did it blossom from as you guys pointed out it was pride uh wanting to be uh equal uh with god or even higher than god or obsessed with uh, his own beauty it says satan was blameless he was perfection until unrighteousness evil sin was found in him and uh Satan enjoyed this place of great status and honor until something happened iniquity evil sin was found it was found in him all right um, We even know uh the angel the angel's name to be Lucifer uh which finds its you know roots in in the word in light uh an angel of light uh but uh then in in him in his pride uh he sinned um, and so uh this is why context matters. Tyre uh, was a highly commercialized city focused on making money. I'm sure they probably sold Tyres. I don't know. I'm not sure. what. They did. So uh, uh, here they had a competitive prideful spirit uh, is really what was happening. Wanting to be the best of the best, they were consumed with pride. Likewise, Satan had a desire to exalt himself other, above other created angels. We see this. In Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, um, we see uh, the, the description of this occurrence as well. Uh, Satan's pride and wanting to be uh, exalted above other created angels and above God, which led to some sort of violence, which led to Satan's sinning, and he was banished from his position and his splendor, cast out. Because of his sin, God permanently removed Satan from his exalted position and, and we even know from Revelation 12 uh, that um, a third of the angels, uh, you know, uh, went with him as well and, and uh, were cast out with him. And so um, verse 17 shows us uh, the spark that led to this explosion. And the spark, that spark, uh, that small spark that led to the explosion was that his heart was consumed with pride because of his beauty. He became arrogant in his beauty and status and decided he wanted to sit on a throne above God himself, and his pride led to his fall. And that passage I talked about in Isaiah 14, uh, you don't have to turn there, but he says, Satan says, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. Guys, those, those words, uh, just listen to the pride in those words. I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Satan became consumed with his beauty to the point that he decided he wanted to be God. He wanted to be in the place of God. He didn't want to have God in the right place. He wanted to be in the place of God. And then he led a rebellion against God. And because of this, Satan was absolutely and completely cast out of God's heavenly uh, government and his place of authority. Satan wanted the power, and he also desired the worship. He wanted to, he believed he was uh, to be worshipped. All of this went down at some point before Genesis chapter 3. Remember, we started in the beginning, all right? He was a created being, all right? But in Genesis 3, if you remember from our talk, that's when we talk about the fall, when sin entered uh, the world through Adam and Eve, okay? Okay? And the serpent, uh, as we know, we've talked about that, okay? Um, So all of this went down at some point before Genesis 3, which is the fall of Adam and Eve. And since Satan was cast out of heaven to this day, he still seeks to elevate his throne above God. He desires to take the place of God, which is why he stops at nothing to turn us or to try to turn people away from God, away from the ways of God, him. He counterfeits all that God does, hoping to gain the worship of the world and encourage opposition to God's kingdom. Just constantly trying to thwart God's plan, relentlessly trying to gain worship for himself uh, and distract attention from God. So, this is like the origin story here of Satan, um, or account here, according to Scripture. Um, and so we, uh, now that we know the background here, let's look at the desires and descriptions of Satan. There's plenty of them in the Bible, there, and there's you know, a lot in Scripture uh, about Satan and, uh, and the demons uh, or the, the other fallen angels there. Uh, but we're going to focus uh, on uh, five tonight here. So the first thing here is that Satan is crafty. All right, and uh, not like, you know, talking about making like friendship bracelets. All right, so um, he's crafty here. The serpent, it says in Genesis 3, one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field. And we know from Scripture that the serpent here is Satan. Um, the serpent was, more cra- or serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, "You shall not eat of the tree of the garden"? In Genesis three one, you see what he's doing here. He's sly, cunning, and sneaky, never having your best interest in mind. Here, he's not—he's uh, not directly here uh, contradicting what God said, saying God didn't say that. He's asking the question. He's planting the seed or planting the doubt there. Does God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Um, and um, then uh, we know so many times that people try to outsmart uh, Satan, but he is cunning and sneaky and sly. And so um, we have to uh, be careful uh, to understand him rightly, according to Scripture, and understand uh, how he works Um, and how he attempts, uh, to, uh, to distract us in our relationship with God, um, and not be too uh, prideful ourselves that we're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not susceptible or I can't be fooled by, uh, by his, his tricks or his wiles or his, you know, um, so we need to, uh, and we'll talk more about this later, not put him in too high of a place, but do understand, um, that he was created as as we look at his origin, um, a powerful and wise being. All right, um, and understand that he is crafty. Uh, another thing is uh, that he tempts. Satan is a tempter, um, and uh, we know this from scripture as uh, as well. Here, Jesus was led up uh, by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. In Matthew chapter four, verse one we see this, that Jesus was led um, by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Um, So what does it mean that Satan tempts? All right, essentially, uh, what we're talking about with temptation here is a luring, luring of one towards sin. So if you think of like a fisherman and a giant tackle box, uh, knowing exactly what bait uh, to use uh, to try to lure uh, I mean, if you're a fi- any, I mean, Brandon, you know what I'm talking about, all right. So, uh, different fish uh, are attracted to different bait, all right. And Satan is an observer, all right. Satan knows well uh, about us, uh, the things that might tempt us, and so uh, he he knows exactly what bait to use to try to lure uh, to lure us to sin. In fact, in uh, one Thessalonians three. Uh, verse 5 scripture there uh, calls Satan the tempter Um, that's another name for him Um, if you want a great example we look at Genesis we've already looked at Genesis 3 slyly tempting and convincing Eve to take the fruit he'll do whatever he can to make sin look really good so that we'll choose that over God uh, over God's word over God's desires he wants to make sin look appealing, okay? Or he wants us to believe um, that it's a better way or that God's trying to keep us from some sort of uh, joy or pleasure or uh, God's trying to keep us from something because he wants it for himself and doesn't want us to be happy. He would love, Satan would love for us to believe that. He's, uh, he's our adversary. He tempts us to despair. He wants us to be uh, hopeless but Christ is the one who gives us hope. Satan is our adversary. Christ is our advocate. All right, I'll say it again. Satan's our adversary. Christ is our advocate. So not only is he crafty, not only does he tempt, he also thwarts. He's a thwarter. All right, uh, so um, because uh, in, in here 1 Thessalonians 2.18 says, because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, but satan hindered us so um paul is talking when he writes uh letters to the churches and he says we wanted to come to you um but um satan hindered us or and so um and we'll find this a lot of times guys when you go on uh retreats when you go to some like student life or or um you know if you come to 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 camp or or even when youth group and church all of these things uh these are things that Satan does not want us to do. He doesn't want us to be in community. Uh he doesn't want us to be um growing and learning. He doesn't want us to be in God's word. So when we're trying to do these things, I think a lot of times you'll find and you'll see uh Satan trying to hinder uh hinder you from doing that. Whether uh you know it's it's uh through uh circumstances or our thoughts or or things like that. All right? Uh, distractions. He, he wants to hinder us. He wants to get us off track. Um, so, um, Satan intentionally tries to get in the way of what God is doing and makes things difficult. Um, remember last week, we talked about how God is active, right? We, uh, we said God is active. Well, the, the truth is that Satan is also active, um, and he's actively working against us or relentlessly working against us, um, to do whatever he can to keep you, to keep me from following Jesus with our head, our heart, and our hands. Um, so Satan's crafty, he's a tempter, uh, he wants to thwart uh, God's plans or thwart our plans to follow God, and he seeks to devour. 1 Peter 5, eight says, Be sober-minded and watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls, prowls around like a roaring lion, Seeking someone to devour. Again, it says your adversary. We see that here in First Peter, he's prowling around like a hungry lion, seeking someone to attack and devour. Um, so Peter also used the word roaring, like a roaring lion, meaning that Satan is loud and full of intimidation. He would love to intimidate us um, and uh, make us feel um, weak. Um, and he roars uh, in a couple of ways through persecution. Um, you may have faced persecution for uh, for following Jesus um, or mockery uh, through strong temptation. He wants to continue to dangle uh, bait in front of us to tempt us, uh, and through false teaching or accusations against God. He would. Uh, he would. Those. Ha- those are ways that he roars. Um, and his goal is to devour us. It's not just like, oh, he's just messing with us, you know. Um, or, you know, he's just this, like, he's just, like, trying to make you, like, you know, take some candy off the table that you're not supposed to have, okay. Like, uh, he, he wants to devour you. He wants to devour me. He just doesn't want to make us uncomfortable or hurt a little. He wants us to be destroyed. His, our destruction is his Goal. Um and so uh you can see uh this is an intimidating, you know, picture here. At least I mean turn around and see that. Uh, you know, and so um and and uh so the we, we've said he's crafty, he's a tempter, a thwarter, he wants to devour us, and he's a liar. Guys, the last one is that he's a liar, Satan lies. John eight forty four says uh, You are the father, or you are of your father the devil, and and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth in the truth because there is no truth in him. when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Satan would love for us to believe lies about ourselves about God, okay, about others. Um, He's the father of lies. Where it says in Scripture that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through him, he's our advocate, our adversary is the, the father of lies. Death, he leads to death. Satan does not stand in or desire what is true, what is biblical. He's the father of lies, which means he wants us to believe the lies so that we may be led away from God, away from the church, away from the Bible, away from everything that God desires for you and for me. And if you don't want to fall for Satan's lies, you must know what is true. You must read and know God's words so that you do not fall prey to Satan and his schemes. Uh, Lauren brings this up a lot. She worked at a bank. My wife worked at a bank there. And... uh, they, they, you know, some people try to scheme uh, to make counterfeit money, you know, trade in counterfeit money or, or, or whatever and, and get, um, you know, actual, you know, currency back, you know, things like that. I had a student in my <laughs> class in, in, like, sixth grade a long time ago in New Jersey. Nobody knows him. Uh, but he, like, had a color copier and photocopied money, like a $20 bill, and, like, then asked kids in class for change and uh, so don't do this, all right, uh, but I got change, gave them the, the fake 20, got the 10 and two fives, That was real, all right, uh, and then he ended up getting busted, got in trouble, it's not really a good plan, all right, because it, it was easily traced back to him, all right, the paper trail was easy to find, so, um, but uh, the money was counterfeit or fake, all right, but the best way to spot counterfeit money, Lauren, they, what did I teach you at the bank? The same way, if you don't want to fall for Satan lies, then Satan's lies, and Satan's lies, and you must know what is true. You must read God's word and know God's word, so that you don't fall prey to Satan and his schemes in a similar similar way. Um, so we've talked about Satan tonight here, but I also want you and Nick, when I say I, because uh, you know Nick uh, passed this along to me to share with you, uh, especially want you to know this. Satan and God are not, are not equal foes. Satan and God are not equal foes. They're not battling for prominence. Satan has already lost. God has no equal. Remember, God created Satan as an angel. He made him, alright? Uh, so uh, we've talked about the potter and the clay and all of that, and the, the clay is not greater than the than the Potter, the uh, creation is not greater than the Creator. All right. Uh, in a similar way, all right. Um, Satan and God are not equal foes. God has no equal. God made Satan as an angel, which means he's no match for God. God is sovereign over all, in control, all powerful, all knowing, and present everywhere. And Satan doesn't have those qualities. He's not all powerful. He's not all knowing, and he's not present everywhere. And if you've ever read the book of Job, Satan had to ask God permission to torment Job, one of God's followers. And uh, in Luke 22, Satan had asked Jesus to try and, if he could try and tempt Peter. Uh, So while Satan is a prowling lion, this lion is on a leash. He's on a short leash. Because in one sense, Satan is already defeated. Jesus won the victory over him through the cross and the resurrection. In Colossians 2.15, we read about that, and all throughout Scripture. When Jesus overcame death he, uh, in the resurrection, he overcame the power of sin, the power of death. He conquered Satan there. And it's possible, though, uh, because of that resurrection power, to defeat Satan every day in our own lives. The Holy Spirit en- empowers God's children to say no to Satan's agenda, and walk in the Spirit, living a life pleasing to God. And the ultimate defeat of Satan is yet to come when he'll be condemned to the lake of fire forever. We read about that in Revelation. And though Satan still reigns, it it even says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, as the ruler of this world, okay, or as a ruler of this world, um, followers of Jesus can live in the light of the truth that he is a defeated and conquered foe. We can't give him more power. We shouldn't give him more power is what, I, uh, what I'm trying to say. We should walk in the power, uh, the victory, and the resurrection power of Christ and not give the devil uh, a foothold, as it says uh, here by giving in to temptation or by messing around uh, in te- temptation or... Uh, in in being easily distracted, um, or isolated. Um, so, um, real quick, we'll wrap up with our, our application here, because we looked at, all right, the origin story of Satan, we looked at the ways that he tries to, uh, attack us, being crafty and tempting, trying to thwart us, uh, and, and lie to us, um, and devour us, um, but here, uh, we want to look at some of the uh, the application points uh, for tonight. Um, so, some practical steps to actively fight against Satan and his schemes in Scripture, because the victory is available to us. Um, so, the first one is read and study God's Word. All right, we said know the truth, so you can recognize the counterfeit. All right, Joshua 1.8, eight, uh, knowing and uh, reading and study studying God's Word. Not only do you need to read the Bible, you need to take time to study the Bible so that you know what is true, so you can shed light on Satan's lies. If we don't read and study the Bible, uh, we're likely to fall for his lies. Um, And uh, so, again, the only way to spot a lie is to know the truth. Um, And uh, we're looking uh, here as well... um, It says here, I'd encourage you to read Matthew 4 when Jesus was tempted by Satan and look at how Jesus, the example he set for us uh, when he was tempted. When he faced temptation, uh, Jesus answered or combated that temptation with the truth. And you'll find that in Matthew 4. You might even have time to look at that in your small groups. Uh, Another way besides reading and studying God's word or in addition to reading and studying God's word is stay connected to the body of Christ. Hebrews 12, uh, 1 and 2. All right. Um, and I don't know if it's up on the screen or I can uh, read it here, but Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And that, uh, that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run uh, with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, so uh, in addition uh, to that, um, in, in Hebrews, it also says that, like, not to forsake gathering uh, with other believers um so uh we do have a quick video here uh have you guys watched nature documentaries at all all right uh so uh they, there's always like a big herd of like wildebeests or something like that you know and uh always a loner off to the side all right so uh this idea of isolation whenever we see it you know they they go through the whole like um you know there are guys like whispering too right and then, like the british accent and everything uh right and uh He's like the herd of wildebeest to wander off, and there's still the one little, you know, you know, and then he's like all alone by himself as the lion attacks, you know. Uh, so um, the lion will go after that one isolated, uh, uh, usually a young, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, impala or something. So, um, so Satan loves to attack those who are alone and disconnected. All right, hear me on this. Satan loves to attack those who are alone and disconnected. So, if you want to fight against Satan and his schemes, stay connected with the body of Christ. All right, um, and this video I think gives us a good uh, example of what that you know what that can look like in the the world of uh, nature here. All right. So it started off yeah, with the one uh wildebeest there that had or uh what were those things yaks I don't know what were they water buffaloes yes yeah, so every, everybody's got one right so uh uh so uh, the lions on the on their back, but then the others come rushing in there's there's another one out there too uh that's crazy that like has like twenty lions and one like you know down by the water, and then uh like a whole herd of them come rushing and like you know just beat off the lions there so um but Uh, so, stay connected with the body of Christ and other followers of Jesus, and that's the local church, that's youth group here, all right, your close, uh, friends, um, and so, um, a third way, all right, uh, that we stay, uh, or to fight, actively fight against Satan and his schemes are to put on the full armor of God. You'll find that in in Ephesians chapter 6, a description of the armor of God, um, and, um, so you can look, uh, look into it in your small group time, but uh, verse 11, uh, we'll look at that. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. All right? Um, we talk about the, the shield of salvation and uh, to extinguish the fiery darts, some, some versions say, or the flaming arrows. Okay? These shields would be coated in leather and soaked all right, in water and so uh when these flaming arrows would come all right uh they would extinguish um the, the these leather these uh you know wet leather um shields would extinguish uh these fiery arrows that otherwise would be very um very destructive so paul gives us a great description of what it looks like in in ephesians chapter 6 to stand strong against against satan we are to put on the full armor of God. So uh, my recommendation to you: read through Ephesians 6, and I promise you, if you want to resist Satan, you won't regret reading this passage uh, to to memorize. To uh, the imagery is uh, is really uh, vivid as well, and um, it it talks about protecting our minds. It talks about protecting our our hearts. All right. It talks about using our feet. All right, talks about facing our foe uh, head-on directly, okay? A lot of uh, times there's not very much armor in the back because we're not turning and fleeing, all right, there. We're facing, uh, you know, uh, head-on there. So uh, my recommendation is, is read through this, even if you have time in your small groups here. Um, but in practical steps to actively fight against Satan, knowing God's word, staying connected to other believers, um, and put on the full armor of God. Um, so, helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit, help me out, shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, right? There we go. Uh, excellent. So, you guys are familiar. Um, so here, take home truth, the final, uh, final part of the message here. Even though Satan is active, remember that he has already lost. So don't give him more credit and more power than he actually has. Even though he's active, remember he's already lost. Don't give him more credit, more power than he actually has. Live and walk in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and overcome the schemes uh, and the distractions of the devil um, and uh, give God the glory instead of seeking glory for ourselves like he did. So, uh, next week, we're going to take a break from our series because we have the game night. Um, I believe parents are invited, right, because there's like a parents, uh, like parent night thing as well with the game night. So, invite your parents uh, to come. We'll do crazy fun stuff, and uh, we'll do parent and leader stuff, all right? So, uh, which might be fun, too. I don't know. So, uh, but I'm, I'm going to be dancing. So, um, let me uh, close our time in prayer, and then we'll head out to small groups. God, we we just thank you that we get to be uh, in your presence. God, um, although we can't see you, according to your word, Lord, and um, our faith and our experience, we know uh, that you are all powerful and you're present everywhere. You know all things. And God, we thank you that you've, uh, you created this world and you made us for a relationship with you. And God, we know uh, that you created uh, even the beautiful angels, Lord. Um, but we also know from scripture um, that they were faced with a choice and, and Lord, some uh, chose pride and, and a desire to be higher uh, than you. And God, um, we know that sin entered the world uh, through pride, and then uh, eventually there through <clears throat> Adam and Eve, and, and they're um, believing the lies of, of the devil. And God, uh, we thank you that you didn't leave us in that state, Lord, of um, rebellion uh, and separation from you. Lord, that you made a way to restore. Uh, that right relationship uh, with you, God. We know in this time, Lord, um, until his ultimate judgment, that we uh, face um, trials and temptations, attempts to destroy us. Lord, we face lies uh, from the devil, but we know that you've already defeated him. Lord, that he's on a short leash. And that his ultimate fate, um, Lord, is already sealed and you've already won. God, help us to to walk in victory, Lord, instead of defeat or fear or doubt. Um, We thank you that your word, that community, um, and that the armor that you prepare us with uh, to protect our hearts, to protect our minds, Lord, to... um, to be equipped with the word lord that we can uh stand against the devil's schemes and we can support one another as we do that lord um and then we can give you the glory so we thank you for this time this teaching pray for pastor nick that he would feel better um and uh anyone else dealing with any kind of sickness and uh we look forward uh to continuing uh to learn about the foundations of our faith and we uh Pray that the small group time would be a time where we grow closer together and closer to you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen.